0: College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention let please, to John Rothstein, please report <laughs> Do to St. Duty. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and a break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Well, let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in this show, we'll be joining joined by Louisville head coach Kenny Payne. Want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We have the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also send me your questions on Twitter. I'll get to them later in this podcast. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John J-O-N. And reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Today podcast on all the popular podcast platforms. Make sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show, and please feel free to leave us comments. And also, check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcast archive, stories, and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe. And I want to let you know that today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast being sponsored by Geico. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters insurance. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app. Available 24-hour roadside assistance and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Now we've got you set with all your Geico needs. We're starting to see the end, in my opinion, of the marquee transfers in the portal that have been going through portal combat. Some big announcements last week. Adam Miller coming out and saying that he is opting to stay at LSU and play for newly minted head coach Matt McMahon. Meanwhile, also in the SEC, Kyle Lofton from St. Bonaventure commits and signs to Florida. Gators looking like a potential NCAA tournament team in year one under Todd Golden. Also, Oshuno. Oshun Shunyi from St. Bonaventure goes to Iowa State. Iowa State also took Jaron Holmes from St. Bonaventure. So the Cyclones now potentially with two starters from the Bonnies program, Jaron Holmes and also Osun Shuni. So you're going to see TJ Otzelberger once again be in a situation where we're going to have Iowa State going to the portal just like they did under Fred Hoiberg and having multiple starters who were not in Ames last season. TJ Otzelberger Also, got Hassan Ward. He also got Jeremiah Williams from Temple. Ward played last season at VCU. So we're seeing, you know, Iowa State. After losing Tyrese Hunter, who is still not committed as of this podcast to the situation, okay, where he's going to play somewhere else, we are seeing T.J. Otzelberger once again excel in portal combat. Did it last year? Was able to get Isaiah Brockington. Was able to get Ka- Gabe Kalsher. I- I always Iowa State was a surprise run with a surprise run of the Sweet 16. They are again retooling after losing Tyrese Hunter. So I think right now, the next couple of weeks, barring something unforeseen, you are going to see pretty much the main and primary transfers find destinations. We're also again about two weeks away from the NBA draft's early entry withdrawal deadline for next season. So as we look towards next season, we are seeing a new era unfold in one of the top jobs in college basketball. Kenny Payne returns home to Louisville. He was a former player. He's an alum. He was also instrumental in helping John Calipari build Kentucky. Now Kenny Payne goes from being somebody who is a high profile Kentucky assistant and a Assistance in the New York Knicks. Now he's back at Louisville. What does he even store for his alma mater? We'll find out when Kenny Payne, the head coach of the Louisville Cardinals, joins the College of Day podcast with John Rothstein. <laughs> And before we chat with Louisville head coach, Kenny Payne, I want to tell you about Indeed. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths and challenges to succeed. You need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. You need Indeed with Indeed. You can attract interview and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills. Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do all of it. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews with instant match. Over 80% of employers, good quality candidates, whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to US Indeed data. In short, Indeed does the hard work for you. And one of the things I love about Indeed is how easy it is to start hiring. Time is money, and according to Indeed data, most SMB employers can post a job in 10 minutes or less. So join the more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent. Fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash college hoops. All for good for a limited time. Clave your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash college hoops. Indeed.com slash college hoops. Terms and conditions apply. Pay per qualified applicant not available for all users need to hire you need indeed we have a new era at louisville basketball the head coach is kenny payne and he now makes his inaugural appearance on the college troops today podcast with john rothstein kenny how would you describe the last 60 days in your life
1: oh my goodness uh it's been a whirlwind um from the support the 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 love that i've been shown um from that to um, the players to be able to speak honestly to me about what they're looking for, what they want, what was needed. Um, and then just, just you know, not just the Louisville people, but also the people across the state of Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, showing love as well. So it's been, it's been a whirlwind.
0: Well, Kenny, let's put it and rewind for a second, and let's start when things really started to materialize. What were your first thoughts the day that Chris Mack was no longer going to be back at Louisville in the middle of the season? What was that day like for Kenny Payne?
1: Um, if I could remember that far back, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say, you know, one, I was in the NBA, and when you're playing every day or every other day, it's hard to digest anything else on the outside world. Mm. Uh, but one thing that I did, you know, I happened to watch a couple games, and the kids, I think the one thing that gets missing in in this whole college basketball thing is just how innocent these young people are. Sure. Um, and we have a responsibility to put them in positions to succeed, at times when it may seem like they don't want to succeed, <laughs> mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because they don't know, and we do know. We know what's waiting out there for them. Uh, and once this college college career is over, you're in the real world. Mm-hmm. So when, when I watched them play, uh, I could only imagine, you know, you lose your head coach, uh, you're trying to figure it out, All on the fly it's disarray Um, and Chris Mack is a a good man a good coach Um, and it was unfortunate for everyone
0: well it was unfortunate for everybody but it opened the door for you to obviously come back to your alma mater how would you describe how things evolved after the day that coach Mack obviously was removed from his position until the day that you were hired as head coach
1: You know, just the the amount of people saying you're the guy for the job. Um, The amount of people saying it's bigger than basketball. Uh, you got an opportunity to bridge a gap between a lot of hurting people. uh, People that that are, you know, disappointed in what the program is doing. Um, You can bring it all back from the black community to the business community to the university to the to the state. Um, and, John, I don't know if I can do all that, but I know that, you know, if I don't try, um, you know, and again, I'm not when I say try, it's not just basketball. Right. It's, it's bridging a gap between so many people.
0: Well, you come back to Louisville. Obviously, it's your alma mater. It's home. It's obviously everything that, you know, a basketball program needs to be successful when you look at the facilities, the tradition, the home court. But you come from a couple of places that also had everything needed to be successful. You had a long period down the road at Kentucky working for John Calipari. And then in the NBA, your home games were played at Madison Square Garden as you were a part of the Knicks staff. Would you have left left your position with the Knicks for any other head coaching opportunity in college other than Louisville?
1: I really don't think so. Um, I think that, again, if it was just basketball, that would be one thing. But to go back to the place where you won a national title, to go back to a place that um, you went back as an adult after your playing career to go back and get your degree – the Cardinal Degree Completion Program. Um, you know, to go back to a place where you have so many former players that are your brothers, to go back back to a place where um, you were so embraced in the community and to help all these people is, is really bigger than me. Um, and I've let it be known that I'm not doing this by myself. I'm doing this with the community, with my former players, with the university, with the state. Um, I don't want to stand up there by myself and try to fix Louisville basketball. I want to stand up there with a group of people, uh, a community of people, a state of people that we can work together and and let's see if we can fix it and make it and take it to where where it belongs.
0: Louisville head coach Kenny Payne on the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Well, taking the Louisville job and taking the head coaching job at your alma mater and coaching the KFC Yum Center and having the great facilities you have, that is an easy, easy thing to do. Saying goodbye to the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden is a hard thing to do. What was that like?
1: It was very hard. Um, I love the NBA. Um, I love it just being about basketball players and and basketball, uh, meaning that there's a misconception that these pro players don't want to work. There's a misconception that they don't play hard. I was fortunate enough to, to spend time with not just the players on the team, but across the league and built relationships over the years with guys that you know, I could ask questions and learn from them and I'm here to tell you like the NBA is full of talented people that that wanna be great mm-hmm. and that wanna work hard that wanna that wanna be the best in the league and 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 when you see it and you watching players like Kyrie or Kevin Durant or Giannis uh Devin uh Bam and Tyler and I mean, you can go through every team. There's a there's a couple of great players on every single team. That it's a joy just watching them and and trying to devise up plans to where you can stop these guys. And they're so gifted and so talented that, um, you know, it's hard. And then on the flip side, you know, I had four kids at one point that I was in their life in college, which Nerlens Julius. Um, Quick and uh, Kevin Knox. That was, (laughs) I can't begin to tell you how fun it was to be with them every day.
0: Yeah. Now it's great, obviously, that your tentacles as a coach touched all those players, but it's also a tremendous opportunity because you learned under another extremely successful head coach in Tom Thibodeau. As you come back now to college, when you think about yourself as a coach, what are the biggest things that you have in your repertoire now coming back to Louisville that maybe you didn't have when you coached your final game at Kentucky?
1: Well, I never really understood, John, when when people talked about the NBA, they would say a week in the NBA is like a month in college. Mm-hmm. You're playing so many games. You're seeing so many situations. Uh, you're coming up in devising so many defensive schemes that you have no choice but to pick up stuff. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, the thing you talk about Tibbs, Tibbs is a great coach, a great basketball mind, um, who spends countless hours trying to figure out and come up with things that could help his team win. um, from practice to games to walkthroughs, film sessions, A to Z, every day is is centered around what little tidbit can we give these guys to help them win a game, and and I I've learned so much from him, but also very similar was was Cal, yeah, um, who you know Cal was the first real coach I. I was around and said, Let's not as coaches worry about ourselves. Let's put these kids first look what can we do that will make their life easier? What can we do to make their their job easier to understand their successes in our hands and so uh, and I live by that because i you don't want a kid to fail on your watch. That's an awful feeling. Uh, If you're a caring person, the worst thing that could ever happen to you as a coach is a kid not reach his goals. And it's easy to say it's the kid's fault, it's the parent's fault, it's AAU's fault. Um, But that's not reality. Reality is the kid is on on your watch. You've got to do whatever it takes for him to succeed.
0: Yeah. And I'm curious because you mentioned Coach Calipari and obviously some lessons that he shared with you when you were working for him. You know, Kentucky and Louisville obviously are not two fan bases that are going to be exchanging holiday cards. When you guys were at Kentucky, and I remember I said this repeatedly, and Rick Pitino was at Louisville, Kentucky and Louisville as a rivalry, and people may not like this, but I'll say it had usurped Duke in North Carolina. What was it like talking to Cal your former boss, your former mentor about taking the job at his biggest rival?
1: Well, you know, I could say this and you you will understand. Cal was probably the one of the first people to say, "Kenny, it's an unbelievable job." Yeah. It has all the things that you just said. It has great tradition, it has great facilities. It's a basketball school. Um you gotta it's your home, like you gotta seriously consider it, and I hope you take it for you and for that community. um He was one of the first people to do that and say that to me, which you know two things with that one, it shows he cares about me, mm-hmm. but he also cares about the state of Kentucky and the basketball not just in Kentucky, the University of Kentucky, but also does it really look right if Louisville's down and Kentucky's up? Mm -hmm. How does it look when both of us are having a lot of success and it creates a buzz throughout the state? Um, and And to have that foresight to see it and recognize it just goes to show that and not just him, the president of the university, Mitch Barnhart, they all were very supportive and reached out and And, you know, endorsed it.
0: And 364 days a year, I'm sure that you guys are going to be friendly and have obviously the same relationships that you've had for a long time. But there is going to be a day when I'm sure the text messages and the phone calls are not going to be returned, you know, maybe with the same velocity. For you personally, after the time you spent at Kentucky, what is it going to be like waking up and leading Louisville into Rupp Arena wearing red?
1: Well, first thing I have to tell you is and this is funny, Cal was speaking to someone and he called me after he did a speech and he said, Kenny, I gotta tell you what I said to the to this group. And there'll be one day a year when I'm gonna try to beat Kenny Payne's head in. <laughs> <laughs> and but I love him but I wanna beat his head in and he's gonna try to beat my head in. Um Cal is a friend, a mentor, a person that I've learned so much from, and I love him as a person and his family, Ellen and Brad and the girls. Um, But also, you know, we both are competitive men. Uh, We both want a culture of winning. Um, And that in no way will be from my side or his side, I don't believe. It won't be the negative Hatred for John Perry for me. Right. Um, it'll be a game that I'm going to try to do everything in my power to help my team win, and he's going to do the same. And I hope I win by one, <laughs> but um, we'll see how that goes. And, and regardless of what happens, we're going to give it our best shot.
0: Louisville head coach Kenny Payne joined the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Well, Kenny, you know, one of the reasons why people may have told you not to leave the NBA for the Louisville job is obviously the potential NCA sanctions that may loom. Nobody knows, obviously, what could happen or what may happen. But for you personally, based on the information that you've been informed on, what you've gathered, what are you anticipating?
1: Well, when I set out with The athletic director, Josh Hurd, and uh, he was giving me all the great things about Louisville, and he said, there's the elephant in the room. And I said, all right, let's address it. Give me, in your estimation, the worst-case scenario. And without going into too much detail, because the case is still pending and all of that, when I heard what he said and I listened to it, think about this. I'm with the New York Knicks. Um, I have a great job, not a good job, a great job with the New York Knicks. And if there was something really there to give me pause, I would have never taken the job. Mm -hmm. So I took the job knowing, feeling good about whatever they give us, whatever it is, um, it's not going to be so severe that it destroys our program.
0: Well, let's get to your program right now. What's your impressions of the roster that you've inherited?
1: I like my guys um the The main thing is getting them to understand what a culture a true culture of winning is um the process of winning um you know these guys have been through a lot. There's still a lot of pain that happened over the last couple of years with them mm-hmm. um You know, and not that it's anybody's fault. I'm not blaming anybody. But I think sometimes when young people don't succeed and they go through adversity at the time, they don't really understand what that adversity really is doing for them. Sure. And, John, this this may make sense to you. You're not going to reach greatness by just everything being easy. No question. And that adversity that they went through last year, I know the guys that better be my hardest working guys, my guys who understand winning the most, better be the guys that went through the hardest time last year. Mm -hmm. So they have to be my leaders because there should be, and I hate to use this word, a fear of failure. Right. because they know what the worst looks like. They know what adversity looks like. They know what what it feels like to go through a losing streak and can't really fight your way out. Um, they know this, what it looks like to be disjointed as a team. Well, I need those guys to use that experience, and it is an experience, to help this team go forward. And that's going to be the greatest thing about this is that whatever success we have, we're going to base it off of where they were mentally. And they're going to tell a story about who they are as people. It's going to be interesting to see
0: it all unfold. You know, part of being a head coach in college basketball right now is kind of signing up that you're not going to be able to take, you know, a cruise or a family vacation in April and May because of the constant movement from a roster perspective. You added a player who I loved last year in spurts of Tennessee and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Aside from him, what other pieces are you looking to add before you kick off practice next fall? What types of things?
1: I think there's a couple of guards out there that that's, What we really need, Um, you know, we have a good nucleus of guys, but to be honest with you, if we get a few of these players that are still lingering out there um, uh, guard-wise, we got a chance to be really, really good. And um, and my whole thing is I don't want just talent. Right. I want character. Mm -hmm. I want toughness. I want kids that believe that they will do whatever it takes to be successful. Um, I'm just not looking for guys that are good basketball players who may not understand winning, who may not understand how you act, how you carry yourself matters. I want the guys that that are leaders and not just on the court, off the court as well so if i can if I can put together a couple of more guards um then I think that we have a fighting chance to be a pretty good team.
0: Well, obviously those intangibles are going to be keys to having a really, really good team because especially in the ACC, you're not going to have any nights off. But final thing for me, regardless of who you add or who you don't add here in the next couple of weeks and months, what are the biggest goals for you in your first year in terms of the things you'd like to see happen, regardless of the personnel that's added in the next you know month or so?
1: Well, the first thing is I want to establish a culture. I think by hiring the staff that I've hired, Um, I've hired great people. I really believe I have one of the best staffs in all of college basketball, if not the best. And and it starts with having men that care Mm -hmm. that can have the ability to love young people, have the ability to look through their eyes and see what their goals and dreams and aspirations are, and let's go fight for it together that's vital. Number two is with these people that I brought in and these people that I'm continuing to bring in, I want them to establish all of us to establish a culture and a culture is important because I don't want it to just be a fly by night thing. I don't want to win this year and lose next year lose this year and win next year I want it to be an established culture that's that's built on sustained winning. Um, And it doesn't mean that you win a championship every year, but that's your goal. Your goal is having a championship culture, a championship standard way of doing things. The process is more important. Um, And if I can teach these young people to play together, um, to fight together, to defend together, Uh, So many times when we're watching these games on TV, the playoffs, and and even college basketball, and you see these teams that are taking one pass and they're shooting a shot and the other four guys don't touch it or other three guys don't touch it, and then we expect them to go on the defensive end and be a cohesive group. Mm -hmm. Impossible. (laughs) In order to be a great defensive team, the players have to feel... They're together on the offensive end. doesn't mean they shoot every ball. It just means the ball touches different players' hands. And I want to have a culture. I want to be a great passing team, and I want all the players to be able to touch the ball. And I I want that to translate to a great defensive team where they care about each other so that when one player breaks down, another, another player has his back and then a third player has that player's mm-hmm. back. So if I can achieve those things with the culture, it's a win.
0: Well, Kenny, it's going to be a lot of fun to, go- to cover. Congratulations on the job. Great to have you back in college basketball. Appreciate a couple of minutes, know how busy you are, and as always, look forward to staying connected with you along the way.
1: Thank you, John. You take care, buddy. <laughs>
0: We'd like to thank Louisville head coach Kenny Payne for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We have the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also, want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcast archives, stories, and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe and again time now for our social media portion of the college hoops today podcast with john rothstein send me your questions on twitter i'm at john rothstein that's john j-o-n first question comes from caleb chrisman it's john is ohio state going to be better next year ohio state is a team i have ranked in the top 25 of the rothstein 45 at collegehoops today.com but i'll say this ohio is ohio state went transfer heavy Tanner Holden from Wright State, also Isaac Likely from Oklahoma State, Sean McNeil from West Virginia, three newcomers all transfer also bringing in Bruce Thornton I highly touted point guard but Ohio State like a lot of teams in college basketball going heavy into portal combat Andrew Barr wants to know where is the happy hour this Thursday you are referencing the happy hour that I'm throwing for Northwestern fans and alums in Chicago stay tuned to social media this will be released this week I said and I'm a man of my word that I would put together a happy hour in Chicago for Northwestern fans and alumni if the Wildcats did not make the NCAA tournament i am a man of my word stay tuned to my twitter handle and social media for that information coming up and then our final question comes from zach thighburn it's john how good will lsu be this year do you think they'll get postseason ban not going to speculate on speculation there but matt mcmahon's done a really good job retooling lsu's roster since taking over for will wade took justice hill kj williams from murray state got him wilkinson back got adam miller back got cam hayes from nc state i expect lsu to be a middle of the pack team in the sec have done a really nice job here since getting that job and five good nuggets this week is being brought to you by geico how would you love a chance to save some money on car insurance geico can help switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts it's easy simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save now let's get to those nuggets five good nuggets five five six no five but you were close. Nugget number one Cyclones staying afloat. This is what we talked about in the first segment. T.J. Otzelberger not flinching. Lost Tyrese Hunter to Portal. Combat Pagato. Shuno Shuni from St. Bonaventure. Jaron Holmes from St. Bonaventure. Hassan Ward from VCU. Jeremiah Williams from Temple. Cyclones will be there for an NCAA tournament bid in 2023. Nugget number two Palpable Buzz. Buzz Williams has a top 25 team at Texas A&M coming into next season. Love what they did last year down the stretch. Also added a very good piece in Dexter Dennis from Wichita State via Portal Combat. Nugget number three, Bruins have bounce. Was at UCLA last week watching workouts when I was in Los Angeles. UCLA should have much more bounce and pop at the five spot with Mac Etienne and obviously five-star freshman Adem Bona. Meanwhile, Nugget number four: Hall of Fame matchups. According to a source, these are the first-round matchups for the Hall of Fame tip-off at Mohegan Sun. Maryland, St. Louis, Providence against Miami. The winners and losers will play the very next day. St. Louis could be the best non-power conference team in college basketball next season, not named Gonzaga. Nugget number five: Lavin fever. Steve Lavin has now landed two transfers at San Diego, Oregon's Eric Williams and Stanford's Jaden Delair, who played key roles in the Pac-12 last season. And we will endeavor to get Steve Lavin on this podcast before the start of next year. I would like to thank Louisville head coach Kenny Payne for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week, same bad time, same bad channel, this was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.